Okay, in legal news here on the Carolina Outdoors, a brief report. Wes, I don't know if you saw this. Wes Lawson over there, Bill Barty over here. Patagonia, one of our top companies at Jesse Brown's, sues Gap for allegedly copying the Snap Tea pullover that we have at jessebrowns.com. Yeah, we had the Patagonia version, and they do look an awful lot alike. I mean, if you if you didn't know what to look for, difference wise, you'd think it was a, just a different color, perhaps. But it's that's a bold move on Gap's part. Yeah, well, <laughs> it, it came out the press release here. Uh, uh, Bruce Christian um, uh, wrote about it November thirtieth. Gap has landed itself in legal trouble with outdoor clothing retailer Patagonia who recently filed a lawsuit accusing the American clothing brand of copying the Snap Tee pocket design found on its famed fleece sweaters. Um, they've had those out for three decades yeah. plus. Uh, Reuters reported that Patagonia filed their complaint in San Francisco federal court, and the recent sales by Gap of the fleece jacket copies its button flap pocket design and the rectangular P6 logo which Patagonia depicts uh, the Fitzroy Mountain Range. Mm-hmm. Well, on Gaps, it just has a generic mountain range, but still a copy. Yeah. Well, even some of the hemlines are very similar. Yeah, it, it's, I mean, somebody should have caught that design earlier. Yeah, well, Patagonia says the, quote, adoption of designs and logos bearing even more similarity cannot have occurred by accident, unquote. And part of the lawsuit references a one-star review of Gaps product, which writes... Obvious Patagonia ripoff. I had to zoom in just to ensure the logo was Gap. So, uh, uh, of course, the Snap Tee pullover has been a popular mainstay in the lineup for three decades, as we mentioned. But it's also been displayed at exhibitions in New York's Museum of Modern Art and London's Victoria and Albert Museum. So Mm. you can also see it at Jesse Brown's Outdoors. (laughs) But a little bit in the outdoor apparel legal news mm. at Jesse Brown's. We wanted that to uh, come to everyone's opinion out there. And also we wanted to welcome any of your questions that you may have for Wes Lawson or myself, Bill Barty. You can send them to jesse at jessebrowns.com. The hardest part, spelling Jesse. It's J-E-S-S-E. Jesse at jessebrowns.com. And uh, we'll get those questions answered. Uh, Earlier, we had one from Byron Wes over in Pineville. Uh, Byron writes, I have seen a lot of squirrels over the fall and into the winter busy in my yard. What type of squirrels are there here in the Charlotte area? So it's almost a guarantee it's a gray squirrel. That's that's the and most common. Probably more than one. If you've got one, there's a there's, <laughs> yeah. you probably if you have trees, you probably have a nest. Which you know if you can see them now. If you look up in the trees, it's going to look like a almost like a sloppy beehive. Um, that's it. Yeah. Bigger yeah. hardwood trees might have three or four of them. You know, we we do have some flying squirrels here and there in the Carolinas, but more than likely, it's just a gray squirrel. Yeah. In fact, there are five species of tree squirrels, including the flying southern and northern flying squirrels. There's the uh, fox red, but you're right. The gray squirrel is what we usually see in our yard. So there you go, Byron. Also, I didn't know this, but uh, <laughs> the gray squirrel is also our state mammal in North Carolina, adopted I, in 1967. 
I did not know that. And they bark. <laughs> you know, they make that kind of that chirping uh, bark sound, yeah. which can be a little irritating. Good grief, especially uh, if you're trying to take a nap in a, a deer stand <laughs> or something. Hey, but here's Byron did have a follow-up question. Can I shoot them? <laughs> um, so you need to check your local laws on that. There is a, a squirrel season. We are in squirrel season, but... Um, you know, within our area, I'm going to go ahead and tell you to probably not do that. That's right. Yeah, Pineville for sure. You can't. Mecklenburg County, you, uh, or there are uh, rules against in firing a weapon in town. I have an ordinance number 2022-04 uh, for the town of Pineville amending Title Eight general offenses at section 130.03 discharge of firearms to restrict bow and bow type weapons from being discharged you cannot uh, fire or discharge a bb gun pellet gun air rifle pistol rifle gun or other firearm within the town so byron no you can't shoot them but wes you're right it is a North Carolina squirrel season through February 28, 2023, and in South Carolina, it closes on March 1st. And you can make a really good, uh, as I told you, Bill, off the air, a really good squirrel ravioli. <laughs> I've done it before. I probably won't do it again because it's a lot of work to do that. But um, how many I'm not, squirrels did it take? A lot. But I'm <laughs> I'm not a fan of of, of uh, shooting a wild animal just to do that. So. Yeah, there's got to be a better reason behind it. But, yeah, I've done it. Um, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Hey, here's something. Speak, we had uh, Sam Johnson on in a previous segment. If you can go back to highlights of the Carolina Outdoors podcast to hear him talking about fishing the Watauga River in the high country, this is Rachel in Mooresville ask, is it worth going fishing in the winter yes. in the Carolinas? <laughs> Absolutely. And don't be afraid of the cold. Just get the right equipment. We have all of it, and we can tell you where to go and how to layer up properly because sometimes, Bill, people layer incorrectly, and that makes for a much worse experience. But now is the time to go to our trout streams. So true. And part of it, not just trout, too, because, you know, yeah. our uh, warm water fish, the bass, brim, all of that, cooler weather helps the uh, mean the fish are going to school up more, which makes it easier to get the bait, the fly, the lure in front of them. They're more active. And here's this part, Wes. There are less anglers out there, meaning yeah. less competition. Yeah, you, you, you will not have a line at the boat ramp right now. So, Rachel, the, it is a, a hearty yes um, for wintertime fishing. Um, and I don't know if this is you here, but this came from Carl and Charlotte. Uh, Wes, I'm going to let you definitely answer this thing all the way. I'm ex-military and hate waterproof boots. Can you Carolina outdoor guys guess why? Yeah, because you had terrible equipment, I bet. <laughs> Um, so the military is not always known for giving people good gear, especially footwear. Um, and you may have also had experience maybe either in a jungle environment where it really is going to be gross or somebody was nice enough to give you waterproof boots for the desert, which is really unfortunate. Um, so there's two schools of thought on waterproof boots. People will say they're too hot and you don't need them. They dry out too slow if you get wet. There's truth and validity to that. But the other is mm. um, if it's got a Gore-Tex liner, it's got between 16 and, and 24,000 perforations per square inch. It, it breathes. Um, will your feet be warmer? Yes. At the end of a hike with a 
waterproof boot or a non-waterproof boot, I guarantee you your feet are, are sweaty and wet either way. So get the right socks. Um, uh-huh. If you're going to the jungle, I would say skip it because odds are you're going to be in water that's going to cascade over the top of the collar of the boot. Um, so you're going to be wet no matter what. It, so there is truth to it. That can happen, well, I guess if you take a wrong step, even at a ski resort, oh, yeah. as we start heading into that season where the um, they've made snow, there's plenty of snow, but it gets warm, it gets to be yeah. 60 degrees, even in our mountains. And then you uh, are walking through a, a, a commons area at, the, at some ski resort, and it's so slushy. It's gross. And deep, yeah. deeper than you would think. I'm a fan of a waterproof shoe or boot, especially yeah. if it's got a Gore-Tex liner, because it, it just it does work really well. So it's all about you. I would say get the shoe or the boot that fits properly and then worry about the waterproof part next. Well, thanks to Carl. Thanks to Rachel. Thanks to Byron for your questions. And again, if you have any questions, you can send them to jesse at jessebrowns.com. For Wes and Bill, we will uh, try our best to get the right answer read out here on the airwaves of the Carolina Outdoors. Again, Jesse's J-E-S-S-E, Jesse at jessebrowns.com. We mentioned the gift guide earlier. We have a prize for everyone out there. It lasts through December 21st. It is our coupon code for you one five F O R Y O U one five. You can use that at jessebrowns.com. If you're in the Carolinas, you should receive your items purchased the next day. Or you can use it at Jesse Browns Outdoors, the brick and mortar located in the Sharon Corner Shopping Center in the heart of Charlotte's Shopping District. That's a mouthful, Bill. Woo! Special thanks to Chris Matthews from Mecklenburg County Park and Rec for joining us. Also, for Sam Johnson, author of Fly Fishing, the Blue Ridge Parkway, North Carolina section. For Wes Lawson, TJ Boggs, and Cat Harrell, this is Bill Bartin saying make the Carolina outdoors a little bit better than you found it and pick up your trash. trash.